What's up, our little true crime addicts? It's Megan. And Grace. Oh, <laughs> oh my god, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Wait, okay, okay, alright. This is That's, That's So Criminal. criminal. that in there that was so funny we're just gonna sit there's gonna be a silence for a good second everyone's gonna be like did they forget that we're gonna do did they not know what they're doing sorry guys yeah um pro tip if you start a podcast don't forget what to say grace and i just had like a total brain fart there and I, like we literally just spasmed out our Boobies. brains we we, we we completely were like um what do, what, do, what do we do sorry also i don't know if you guys can hear this right now but we are in the same room just to, uh, we are uh, we are currently recording oh in the God. same room we're touching we're touching <laughs> she's physically touching me scandalous scandalous yeah um she visited me for a little bit so we're here we're not long podcasting distance. on the floor yeah grace is on the floor i'm actually in a really comfy chair so rub it in <laughs> i'm pretty comfy <laughs> but we have a little fancy mic right now yeah if mic. we sound better i hope we watch do. someone comment and be like you sound like shit and be like oh that's cool if we sound bad, just don't tell us. <laughs> yeah, if we sound bad, don't tell us because we will be upset. Just we kidding. are sensitive you can people. Tell us. <laughs> yeah, no, but I think the mic's pretty good. We yeah. tested it out before, so you know. Gosh, what's new? I don't know. We've what been, is uh, new? We did something so exciting today. <gasps> yes, we did. We're not gonna say what, but I know. So exciting. Uh, you guys and, will see yeah. soon, though. Soon enough. I know. It's been like. It's been such an exciting week. We'll yeah. let you guys in, but... And the thing has something to do with the podcast. It's not like just random. <laughs> just it's like, all personal and you'll It's all know. personal and you'll never understand. No, what else? We've been talking to a bunch of you through our DMs. Mm-hmm. I love it. We Please love when us... you guys message us. We really right? Do. Please send us more DMs. Come on. Yeah, I like getting messages. Talk to us. This is... It's actually been a while <laughs> since we've, like done a podcast like physically next to each other yeah and so it feels like oh yeah i forgot how how it feels when like we're not i'm not just like sitting at my desk and you at yours right everything's better everything's better together (laughs) Um, okay so what are we doing today okay so today's episode is the story of teresita bassa now i want to say i don't know if i'm saying that i'm pretty sure i'm saying that correctly but it's very possible i'm not but we're just gonna say that i am so teresita bassa (laughs) She is the woman, the woman, who solved her murder from beyond the grave. Da, da, da. Da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah, so I am super excited about this one. My mom actually sent me a link to the like to the story. We love you, Lisa. Yes, we would die for you, Lisa. Yes, love you, mom. Thank you for that because I I like did a deep dive into this and I was like, this is really interesting. And I was gonna do this one before, but then I I didn't. So also, now I am. Leave it to a woman to solve her own murder. I know. Bye. I know. That's, that's what I'm that's saying. That's all we have to say. <laughs> yes. That's all. Bye. All right. So before I truly get into it, I want to say this is probably going to be a shorter episode because I did a lot of research on this, um, as much as I could at least. But like, I just realized this case is not a deep dive case. Like, I, I wanted to go in like head first and just swim across, but I was like, okay, this is not. There's just not that. There's not that much background. Of the, of the, there's not a lot of background to find. There isn't a lot of itty bitty details. Um, I did my best, but it's gonna kind of be like a shell of a story. But like, I mean, I, I did as best I could. But I just, I know you guys like, you know, background information on everyone. 
this is not a case I could find that on. So it's just going to be a story. We support you. I bet Thank you, you so amazing. much. Thank you. Okay, so the story of Teresa DeBasa, the woman who suppo- supposedly solved her own murder from beyond the grave. Queen. Once again, before I begin... I want to admit, I want to say this is not a ghost story, and I don't want anyone thinking <laughs> this is like uh, a story that doesn't involve an actual crime. Like this is an actual crime. It was a, it's a solved crime, and it's a true story. And the horrible crime that was committed actually happened. And yeah, I don't want anyone thinking this is like just some like oh little ghost story because it's not. We did not call Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah, we did not call Ghostbusters for this. Okay, so let's begin, shall we? Teresita Bassa was born in the Philippines in 1929 and eventually moved to the United States in 1960. She was 31 when she moved and she was kind of known as like a quiet, kind, caring woman. Um, All of my sources have said that she was like the last person anyone would have ever expected would be the victim of this horrible crime. And I mean, not, not saying that like someone out there is like more... Nobody deserves to die. Nobody deserves to die. Well, Well, I mean... Nobody deserves... Uh, nobody deserves to be murdered. Notice... <laughs> the pause. It's the pause for we're, me. We're just... Um... Let's back that up. If you yeah, murder other people... Don't murder. Mm-hmm. Just don't do it. You know what I mean? Um, but everyone basically was saying, like, it just... It doesn't make any sense. Like, no... Nobody knew anyone that would want to hurt her. She didn't oh. seem to have any enemies. You know what I mean? Um, she originally moved to the United States to study music, which I love. Um, But time went on and she also discovered another interest that she loved, which was the human body. And so she decided to study that instead. And she did just that. And eventually in the 1970s, she found a job as a respiratory therapist. Oh my gosh. I know, right? Go her. At Edgewater Hospital in Chicago, Illinois. It's either like a niche thing to do. I know, right? I I was like, oh, that's really awesome. And the fact that she like, just like found this interest and was like, yeah, I'm going to do that. And then did it. I was like, damn girl. I don't think I've ever heard of that. So that's like, that's cool. It sounds important. I know. Yeah, (laughs) that's what I'm saying. It sounds great. It sounds awesome. Um, so she did that. And I like it, like I said, she worked in uh, Chicago, Illinois. It it was either in Chicago or like near Chicago. I honestly don't know exactly, but whatever. Um, she also though, as she worked there, she continued in her studies to get a master's in music. So she was wow. just going for it. Accomplished. She did not give up on that original dream, and I love it. Um, little side note to describe the person that she is. When she wasn't studying or working, she was teaching piano to the children in her neighborhood. Stop. Like, giving just, like, little complimentary piano lessons. Why is this the sweetest lady? I know, like, that's oh. something, like, straight out of a movie. Like, My that's heart. adorable. Oh. Um... Okay, so now you guys kind of have a little background on Teresita Bassa, really just adorable, caring woman. She was loved pretty much by like anyone that came across her. So now let's get into the tragic day of February 21st, 1977. We never like it when we start with the tragic day. Now, Teresita's usual day consisted of her going to the hospital in the morning and coming back at like 5.30 p.m., so like a normal work day. Okay. And on the 21st of February, she did just that. She went to work and came home at 5.30. Like, overall, it was a normal day, nothing out of the ordinary. And later, her friends literally said, like, yeah, nothing seemed weird, nothing seemed different. Okay. 
But about three hours later, after she got home, her neighbors said that like they smelled smoke and they didn't know where it was coming from, mm-hmm. but it didn't take long to figure out that it was coming from Teresita's apartment. Ugh. I know, I know. So firefighters were called and they did manage to get control of the flames. But the source of the fire, um, oh wait, just kidding. Oh yeah. Okay. No, they managed to, get, they managed <laughs> to control the flames. Okay. And the source of the fire seemed to be a pile of clothes on the floor near a mattress that someone had set on fire. So that's okay. super weird, right? That's weird. interesting. Um, it seems really odd, but it's not as odd when I tell you this next thing, you'll be like, okay, yeah. All right. I'm kind of seeing it, but this whole thing is really messed up. So, okay. They found Teresita's body, and she was pronounced dead, unfortunately, but it was immediately obvious that someone had set this fire to cover up her murder, because the fire was not her cause of death. Like, it was immediately Oof. obvious. I'm going to pause here for a second, because I wanted to just stop and say, I, look, I literally put it in my notes, and I was like, I want to make sure everyone feels comfortable with this. What I'm about to say is kind of graphic, so okay. you guys know the drill. If you don't want to listen to it, We'll see you in a couple seconds. (laughs) Grace can't skip, but y'all can, like she said. Okay, so the firefighters, the firefighters, the firefighters, firefighters, (laughs) they found Teresita's body completely naked and hidden under a mattress. Now, I say that she it was that her body was hidden under the mattress, but I mean you can't hide a body under a mattress. It was more so like she was placed there as if to Mm -hmm. somehow hide her body. Or, like, have the mattress catch on fire. Yes, yes, and, like, cover her body with this mattress. All right, I feel like, whatever. All right, I feel like it would make more sense to put her on top of it, but... I thought the same thing, but apparently the person didn't... Yeah, we don't have the mind of a person who would ever do this, so... Kind of glad. Very glad. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, yeah. (laughs) Now, she had multiple stab wounds, and the knife that was used to cause these stab wounds... Mm-hmm. was still embedded in her chest when they found her body. Okay. Yeah. So wait, just to, I'm envisioning this. So they stopped the fire, like, pretty quickly? Yeah, they were Was she, like, burned at all, or? She was burned. But okay. it was, like, her, she wasn't burned enough to the point where they, like, didn't okay, have okay. any way to, like, just, ID like, her. aesthetically, for lack of a better term. Yes, okay, yes. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Okay. Yes, guys, we're so sorry if you hear any noise in the back. Um, yeah, that's our husbands. Our husbands are obsessed with each other <laughs> and are currently hanging out. Yeah. So R.I.P. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so obviously authorities were called right away. And the investigators figured it out pretty quickly that the murderer set fire to Boss's apartment in order to eliminate clues and evidence that they might have left. Mm-hmm. As I said before, you know, setting the fire because they're like, yeah, like, I think that's going to, you know, make sure that nobody figures out what happened. Obviously, that's stupid as hell, and they totally did. That was a really good impression. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> so the fact that she was naked made the investigators think that she was sexually assaulted. Obviously, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Um, but her autopsy results showed the contrary, and that showed that she was not sexually assaulted. Okay, that's good. Yeah. So this brought issues, though, because the investigators were literally left with nothing to go on, so a part of them, I think, was kind of like, I mean, maybe we could have gotten some DNA or something, but they literally had nothing, because most of the items in the apartment burned in the fire. Or are soaking wet. Yeah, or are soaking wet. So, I mean, there's really, like, 
like I said, they have absolutely nothing. Yeah. And at this point, they are grasping at anything. They found out that Teresita was on the phone for about 30 minutes with her friend Ruth Leob, or Leob, or Lube. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Teresita uh, apparently cut the call short because she was supposedly having company. Uh, hmm. she, Teresita never said who it was that she was meeting, though, so Ruth didn't have a name to give when the investigators asked her about it. Okay. She was just like, yeah, I don't know. We've talked for about 30 minutes. And then she said she was having company. So we stopped talking. So still nothing. So still, this leaves them with absolutely nothing. Okay. Um, investigators also found a note that survived the fire that read, quote, get theater tickets for AS. And AS was like initials, like A dot S dot. Okay. But I mean, also that doesn't give them anything to go on. Still because nothing. I mean, what yeah. is that? that? That was I do. They don't know anyone with that names. Name. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Now, everyone worked really hard to solve the case. Um, however, like, like I said, the, all the investigators put everything they could into it, but like they still got nowhere mm -hmm. because they don't have anything. Aww. And friends of Teresita had no idea who would do this to her or who would have wanted her dead. Mm -hmm. Nobody gave them anything. So, unfortunately, by April 1977, only a few months later, investigators were still at a dead end and Teresita Boss's case went cold. Oh, But sucks. we are not done yet, folks. Ooh. Things are gonna get really freaking weird. <laughs> because in August, however, uh, Mr. Joseph Statula, or Statula, was assigned to Boss's case and he received information from police of a small town called Evanston about a man named Alan Showery who was employed at Edgewater Hospital. So her co-worker. Oh, okay. He worked with her. Now, the man had the same initials as the note in Boss's apartment, oh gosh, A.S. Yeah. So, this was interesting. Um, however, here's where it gets, like, really interesting. Because the way in which the Evanston police obtained the information about Alan Showery was just really... Weird, because remember, mm -hmm. Detective Joseph Statula received a call from the police of the town, Evanston, and they were like, yeah, we have information about a man named Alan Showery. Okay. And Detective Statula was like, well, how did you receive this information? And they were like, mm, yeah, it's kind of weird. Go and talk to this man named Dr. Jose Shua, and he will okay. tell you how we came across this information. So, <laughs> Detective uh, Statula is like, okay. I guess I'll do that. So, Dr. Jose Chua, I, I say Chua, but I think it's like either Chua or Shua, whatever. And his wife, um, Remy Bias, Rema Bias, but she goes by Remy, and that is 100% what I'm going to call her. I know, right? Remy. We're calling her Remy. Um, they were also from the Philippines. Yeah, Same thing as cool. Teresa Dubasa. Okay. Yeah, and they also later moved to America for a better life, and they lived in Evanston. Okay. So, little connections. Yeah, little connections here. Now, according to Joseph Statula, Jose and Remy were very hesitant to talk to him at first. And they were saying that Statula wasn't going to believe them and they didn't really want to look like fools and all that. Um, but after quite a bit of convincing from Detective Statula, mm -hmm. Dr. Chua eventually caved and told his story. So, this is when it's going to get. Spill the tea. Exactly. Now, this is when the tea gets. Piping. Piping. Okay. <laughs> Now, according to Dr. Shua, one day, his wife, Remy, 
suddenly got up from their living room and just started walking into their bedroom. And she was walking really weird and he followed her and found her lying on the bed in a trance-like state. Now, I don't know what trance-like state, I like it doesn't say it, but I'm assuming that she's like laying there and she's just like mentally not there anymore. Like she's just like staring at the ceiling and like you're like, what is happening right now? That's what I'm picturing. The way I would panic. I know, I know. Now, obviously this freaked him out and he questioned Remy about what was going on. And he was surprised and terrified to hear her talking in a different voice and in their (laughs) native language of Tagalog. Now I'm leaving. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So like her, his wife is currently speaking in like, I mean, it's their, it's their native language, but, like, they don't talk in that language much anymore. And also, she, like, doesn't sound like herself. And Ah. he was, like, obviously freaking out, as I would be also. And he wanted to see if she was awake and alert and, like, lucid. So he asks her, he says, what's your name? And she replies and says, Ako Teresita Basa, which translates to, I am Teresita Basa. So his wife, Remy, is laying on the bed in a trance-like state with a different voice saying, I am Teresi Tabasa. What the frick? Yeah, that's a brave man. I know, I know, I know. Um, So Dr. Jose Shua has no idea who Teresi Tabasa is. Uh, So he is obviously also just like, this is like super weird and Mm -hmm. I'm gonna see what else is happening here. So he continues to talk to his wife, Remy, who is still in the trance-like state, and Teresita Baza is, like, speaking through her, supposedly. And after identifying herself as Teresita Baza, she continues to say that she has been murdered by a man named Alan Showery. So this takes us back to that name, the name that originally was why he got this information and the whole AS thing on the note. The co-worker. Exactly. Now, she went on to say that Showery in her apartment, or that she let Showery into her apartment because she believed them to be friends, but he ended up stabbing her and killing her. After the trance ended, Remy returned back to normal, and they obviously talked about the bizarre incident because naturally- Did she remember it? Yeah, she remembered it. Okay. Like, she was like, I don't know if- There, but not there. Yeah, like, she was there, but not there. And so they talked about it, and they were like, that was really weird, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, Remy- does know who Teresi DeBasa is because she is also her co-worker. What? Yeah. Wild. So Remy also worked at the hospital. Remy said that she had met Basa once during an orientation at the hospital, but they never developed, like, a friendship because they worked different hours. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it was kind of, like, one of those things where it's like, yeah, I know her name, but, like, I don't know her as a person. Well, plus, also, then, you probably got that whatever, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The, um, notice from your work. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, your coworker's dead. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. yeah. You're like, oh, my God. Much more eloquently than that, but. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) It's not a bad synopsis. (laughs) Now, the couple decided to keep the incident to themselves um, because they figured no one would believe what transpired. And honestly, I I don't blame them. I would 100% be like, yeah, that's weird. Let's just never speak of that again. I would 100% be like, I'm not doing anything with that information because Mm -hmm. what? So, however, Terry Sidabasa came back after they didn't go to the police. (laughs) Once again, communicating through Remy. Now, she asked for help again, saying, go to the police, 
but she added something else this time. She said that she knew that investigators would need physical evidence in order to convict her murderer, Showery, because they didn't have any. And that this story wasn't just going to work, you know, like being like, hey, so supposedly Teresita is like Mm -hmm. visiting my wife as a ghost. Uh like <laughs> she's body snatching her yeah like obviously that's not gonna work like and the, the police are gonna be like oh my god thank you mm-hmm. thank you so much so teresita bassa says that alan showery uh stole her pearl ring okay so she's like tell the police that he stole my pearl ring she okay prepared i know right like and she had this all information the exactly she had the receipts and this information was unknown to the police so like there was nothing about stolen jewelry there was nothing I mean, about anything yeah how do you exactly so there was it so they were kind of like oh my gosh okay like this is interesting mm-hmm. but once again it's still kind of like okay this is like a really weird story i don't know mm-hmm. what to do with this so they didn't go to the police but then apparently Teresita Bassa came back like a, a third time and then they were like okay that's it we're going to the police this is getting I too mean, weird yeah. it's too much even if they can't do anything mm-hmm. you know we're going to the police so also apparently like remy did say that like she would that teresita would visit her in her dreams and she would like see yeah. boss's face with like a man behind her in her dreams too. that's terrifying so it was I'd like be, taking up her life i'd be done with that <laughs> yeah exactly so maybe a part of it was like maybe Get if away. we go to the police <laughs> this will stop for real now as a police investigator Detective Joseph Stachula obviously was, like, super reluctant to believe this. I mean, as anybody, mm-hmm. you would be super reluctant to believe that. Yeah. Um, because, But especially because he works with facts and information that can be backed up by evidence. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. he's not just like, oh, cool, thanks for that. I'll definitely check yeah. it out. Like, you don't have anything. But, I mean, like, they had nothing else. So he was kind of like... I'll just, I'll follow it up because it literally is the only thing I have. I mean, it's a cold case at that point. What do you have to lose? Exactly. That's exactly what he said. Like, now what do I have to lose? So he tracked down Showery, Alan Showery, and asked about Teresa DeBassa. And Showery did admit to knowing her, of course. But he, of course, denied going to her apartment on the night she died. So, Mm -hmm. you know, they were like, okay. However, he later changed his statement and said Uh that he did go to her place to fix her television. I bet. So, like, okay, (laughs) why did you lie in the first place? Now, while the investigators were visiting Showery and questioning him, they noticed that the woman he lived with... I've I've heard the woman he lived with. I've also heard his wife. I don't know. So, it's either his wife or just a woman that he lived with. (laughs) A lady that he lived with, um, whose name was Yanka Kamluk, was wearing a ring that looked like the stolen jewelry (gasps) that Dr. Shua had described. Yeah. The pearl ring. Caught in 4K. I know. So they asked Yanka where she got it, and she said that Showery had gifted her the ring sometime in February, which is when Teresa, Teresita was killed. <laughs> Teresa. Teresa. <laughs> but that was when Teresita was killed, though, in February. So they're like, that's interesting. Ooh. It was supposedly a late Christmas present. The math is mathing currently. The math is hardcore mathing. Now, Teresita Boss's family later confirmed that it was the same ring that she owned. Uh, yeah. Which Why? was uh, something else that apparently Teresita had supposedly said would happen in, like, the trances and dreams. Like, she was like, trust me, go there, and then you'll find it, you'll find it and my family will tell, uh, tell you everything. 
So finally, there was actual hard evidence against Showery. Mm -hmm. Like the ring, him being there, him saying that, you know, he went over yeah. that night and blah, 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 blah. So with all of it piling up against him, Showery confessed to the murder. Oh. And he said, he said, yeah, yeah, I did. Now, according to um, one For of my why? sources, <laughs> yeah. According to one of my sources, he said that he went to Boss's apartment to initially just rob her because, you know, okay. I look so much better. <laughs> But things got ugly, and he ended up grabbing her from behind and stabbing and killing her. Wait, I'm so confused. What was the end goal? You were going to rob her, and then you were going to see her at your next shift and just be like, oh, hey. Yeah, you know, I just think he's a dumbass. Hi. Like, <laughs> I, I think he literally is just, like, a horrible person. Like, okay. And, yeah. Why wouldn't... Okay, whatever. <laughs> it just, like, it doesn't really make any sense, because, like, he goes over to rob her. Well, okay, so apparently... Like, why don't you just break into her apartment? Apparently, he, he went over... Um, and he was going to fix her television, mm -hmm. quote, I'm quoting, and air quotes right now, but then he said he didn't have the tools. So he went, he left, and then he decided he was going to go back and rob her. So he came back. Do that when she's not home but then, again. But what then as soon as, like, as soon as, as soon as he walked in, he just immediately freaked out and, like, grabbed her from behind and stabbed her and killed her. Oh my god, that's yeah. horrible. It's horrible. It's, it's brutal. This man's also an idiot. <laughs> he said that he removed her clothes to make it look like sexual assault and then set fire to the apartment to get rid of any traces of evidence. Yeah. So. Okay, so you're an idiot and now you're the worst ever? Yeah. Like, you're just a horrible person and an idiot? I don't really... All right. Yeah. <laughs> hand in hand. Despite the fact that he confessed, Showery pleaded not guilty. Of course. But a mistrial occurred. Because he because, didn't do it. Because it just... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, no one in prison's actually guilty right nope, never. so a mistrial occurred um and then later on february 23rd 1979 eventually showery did plead guilty okay so <laughs> now he was sentenced so he like he tried getting not guilty after he confessed and then they were like eh, i love when no. they do that after they confess i like, know oh, i know i'm like me. okay so but then he was like okay fine i'll just i'll just plead guilty <laughs> so he pleads guilty and was sentenced to 14 years in prison, so not much at all. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. But he was released after four years. Excuse me? Yeah, for parole. He was, he was released on parole for good behavior. So that means that he went to prison in 1979 and was out by 1983 and he brutally murdered somebody. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I know. I know. I, I, dude, I looked up, this, I looked this up so many times because I was like, there is no way I just read that right. Like, there is mm -hmm. no way I just read that he brutally murdered this woman and then he was sentenced to 14 years. Like, you're, first of all, you're sentenced to 14 years for brutally murdering somebody and then, like, doing horrific things to their corpse, setting their corpse on fire in their apartment and robbing them. Yeah. And, like, then not getting caught for years you're gonna just spend 14 years oh wait no sorry four years in jail yeah i'm like okay. um and i don't give a shit about on parole for good behavior like what no, the frick because where was that good behavior when, when you, you murdered like, her yeah literally yeah i literally. i literally was like there is no way that i just read that correctly but i did and that's terrifying 
Now, investigators actually looked into Remy and Jose as well. Can't really blame them because, I mean, mean, it was pretty like, that was a really interesting story. You seem to know everything there. Mm -hmm. However, though, they looked into it and then they were satisfied with the fact that they had nothing to do with the crime. I mean, yeah. They were like, yeah, they have no connection here. So we don't know. Um, As far as how they got the information, Detective Statula told the Boston Globe, quote, I'm not quite sure whether I believe how the information was obtained. Nonetheless, everything Mm -hmm. here is completely true, end quote. So, yeah. Now, it's hard to say exactly what happened in the case of Terry C. DeBasa and Remy Shua. Now, there are a lot of theories to how it it was solved, Mm -hmm. other than, like, the supernatural, which, of course, it's going to happen. It's said that maybe Remy Shua, like may have known that Alan was going to, to, to Boss's apartment mm-hmm. and simply did not have the nerve to come forward until later. So she made up a story out of guilt or something. Like, that's one of the theories. Okay. Another theory is the media just blew it out, like, just dramatized the crap out of it. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, not that much. It was, you know what I mean? Yeah, but the media okay. made it look like that. Um, another is Remy Shua could have overheard Shaori talking about the murder or talking about how he was going to rob her. Um, True. there are other alternatives to the supernatural, but it's impossible to just completely say that that's not true, you know? Yeah. And I lo- I like this, I like this, this case because I kind of love the idea of like her coming back for revenge yeah. and being like, no, you're not going to get away with this, you know? I mean, yeah, like there's definitely a spiritual world. Like, oh yeah. I believe in that. Like that's, I do. That's also wild. Like you're that determined to like get justice for yourself like 100 percent. advocate for yourself (laughs) yes no but i just i was reading this and i was like i love this now there actually is a book y'all there is a book if you guys want to read it um it's called terracy i think it's i forget what it's called um terracy debasa the incredible story of the woman who solved her murder from the grave i think that's what it's called so yeah, it's really interesting. I didn't read that's it. Dope. <laughs> oh my god! But, but I, I saw I read, it. I read a little bit of it. Um, it seemed interesting. But if you want to go more into detail in this story, definitely read the book. Oh it's really good. I didn't she said read it. It exists. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I want to know what you guys think. That's wild. I know. I know. This one's definitely really interesting. I'm just like, I think it's insane. Like the whole like, um, in a trance like state, like she was speaking through Remy. That's crazy. I know. I was like, that's terrifying. Oh my gosh. Holy crap, holy. Yeah, how does your life just go back to normal after that? It doesn't. (laughs) It definitely doesn't. Like, I'm a big sleepwalker and I know it freaks Will out. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Jack doesn't sleepwalk, thank goodness, because I don't know what I would do if he did. Panic. I would absolutely panic. But sometimes, well actually, I talk in my sleep sometimes. Jack tells me I talk in my sleep. No, I literally talk and I'll get up and leave. Like, what? Oh my god, I could never. Oh, I almost texted you the one time. My husband was traveling, and, like, the day before we went to travel, I, like, hit his suitcase. I mean, he, like, followed me around, and was oh like, my all right. <laughs> Grace, please stop. <laughs> oh, my God. That was cool, though. That was. Oh my gosh. It's yeah, interesting, I isn't it? I don't think I've heard, like, I feel like I knew the name, but I don't think I actually heard, like, details about it. So, that's, like, so cool. That's insane. I know, right? If, if I get murdered, I'm doing that, so don't get freaked out. I won't. I I'll won't. do it to you. I know. I, I, I will I will allow it. I'll be like, I'll let the spiritual world in. I'll be like, Grace, Come allow me. me to like, help me solve your murder. I'm cackling. Oh my gosh. 100%. That was so cool. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah I want to hear you guys' thoughts on this case. Let us know what you guys think. 
Yes, please let us know. And also, guys, keep sending us cases. Yes, you can hit us up on Instagram at... That's So Criminal. Or send us a little little Gmail at... That's So Criminal at gmail.com. Keeping it easy for y'all. Yeah. Well, y'all, stay safe. Yeah, uh, stay not murdered, you know? Stay not murdered, folks. an option. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right, until next week, y'all. Bye! Bye!